Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. This is Maddie Kay. And John. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we are going to talk today about... Uh, 10 ways to make peak state decisions and invest in yourself. This is an article by a certain Mr. Or I should say Dr. Benjamin Hardy, PhD. Whoa. I, uh, I scanned so, through this article because I assumed that the 10 ways was just BS and I could take some pill to achieve the peak mind state. Yeah. Well, it says here right away, something I disagree with, the world doesn't need more small-minded people. I actually think it does. Uh, <laughs> I think, honestly, you need people who 
hand, do handle the details. Like, you know, you got to get your driver's license renewed. You do have to get your taxes paid. Like, whenever there was that book that came out that said, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. It's like, right, it is all small stuff. Like, that's how, everything's made up of small stuff. So you do need those people. I mean, it's nice to be, like, the ideas guy. But, you know, you still have to, like, do things to, you know, like if you're making a short film, you have to arrange food. A lot of people don't think about that. But that's, you know, those are the things you have to do. You have to rent equipment and all that. So, okay, the world doesn't need more small-minded people. I guess I'm probably over... Right away, I've read the first line of this uh, and I'm, I'm <laughs> you, you, you're, you're, you came out so hard one way on your opinion. And then I just let you talk for 15 seconds and you talked yourself out of your position. This is typical Matty K. He's talked himself. He goes, Oh, I guess I'm wrong. And just drops it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> okay. Well, then he says average is over. No, it's not. Average is wonderful. That's right in that. Average is beautiful. Ah, it's right in that meaty part of the curve. <laughs> you know, it's good. And I, and I think that's that's what's wrong with society is everyone's pushing, achieving, taking the next pill, you know, getting that perfect shot. It's like, look, just just relax. There's certain times you just 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 be content. I mean, this it was funny. We were, I was, um, this was about two or three days ago. We went out to dinner. I went out to dinner with my family. And as we're going to the restaurant, there was this girl in an alley that, with her boyfriend. And her boyfriend, this actually sounds like a bad story, but so her boyfriend's on her iPhone taking like an Instagram uh, shot. It's definitely for Instagram. And because the light was just coming down, it was like perfect. And this guy's taking, and she's like, no, let's do it again. And she's like arching her back and throwing out her ass and throwing up her chest. It was just, and this guy's taking it, he's constantly taking it. And I'm, make, I'm making a joke with my boys. I'm like, look at this, look at this, unbelievable. Yeah, that that is, that's. Per, I mean, it, I assume it was just to send all her friends to say what an awesome night I'm having. Uh, it, it was for, you know, I don't know if this was this girl had a following on Instagram or she was an Instagram influencer, but she was definitely trying to get the perfect shot for might have been for Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know, but I'm assuming Instagram. <laughs> all three, I would assume. All, all three. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there there's a phenomenon I see, you know, because I teach high school that kids just are constantly taking pictures of themselves and putting them out on Instagram, Snapchat. Just to put them out there for no real reason, except to get well, it, likes. It's it's the look at me culture. It's almost you know, like it's... I'm I'm proving my existence. You know, um, well, I, it, I think it's more than proving your existence. I think it's this this need to, you know, for, you know, to be liked. It's it, it's this human need, like you need this. And it's it's a dick. It's like fame, you know. And then you're, you know, you post a picture and you get you know ten thousand likes. And then the next picture you post, you only get four thousand likes. And your life is over. Yeah. And Done. then you're you're destroyed. Yeah. And then you're hyperventilating into a paper bag <laughs> and you're popping Adderall and <laughs> trying to trying to feel better about yourself. So you post more pictures. 
to try yeah. to. That's, you know, then, you know, then the clothes start to get a little skimpier. Oh, poses a little bit more, brutal. you know, oh. sensual. I've seen pictures of kind of like middle-aged housewives. Oh. And I'm sure guys do this too. And they're they're trying to strike a sexy pose in, in these like, you know, the, those shorts that say juicy on the back. And, oh. and it's just so painful. It's not painful because the way they look like some of them are nice looking women but the fact that you're like 45 years old and you feel the need to do this like that's, your teenage that's my, daughter that's my that's my feed i'm like flexing in <laughs> and you're having the kids all right no aiden get it from a different angle here <laughs> like dad i don't want to take these videos come on come on i yeah, just tell yeah, people son, I, I don't want to i gotta move uh like a hundred pound wheelbarrow of mulch. Right. And I wanted you to take a video of me lifting it, you know, yeah. lifting it up and okay, putting in it this, down. In this Come on, video, Dad, I don't want to do this. I got, a, I got finals to stuff. Get outside and, this, and take a picture uh, of your father. In this video, I'm going to be wearing the overalls with no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, God. See, I tell people I don't want to be famous. I want to be Instagram famous. That's my That's right. goal right there. You want you want Matt Matt wants to be an influencer. Yes. Definitely. Hire me as your influencer. Just pay me I don't know, pay me like three grand a month. I'll be fine with that. And I'll but, I'll influence. But the funny thing is is like when we were growing up, like the, the I and I now I think the um the term that young people use is thirsty. Like if you're really like, like you really want fame or you really want, you know, social media status or influencer status, you're thirsty. And like as kids, we would like make fun of someone who was trying to be cool or trying to act in a certain way. And now you have like tens of millions of kids and young adults and also people, I mean, everyone, people in their thirties, forties, fifties, trying to get that attention. Yeah. And it just gets more pathetic as you get older. Like, it just gets more pathetic. Like, you seriously don't have anything else to do but be in your home by yourself taking pictures of yourself on your phone and putting them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and you're 35, 40, 45 years old, and you don't have anything else the, to uh, do? The answer to that question is yes, I don't have anything better to do, and, <laughs> and that's how I spend my time. Correct. So let me get back to uh, to Mr. Ben, excuse me, Doctor Benjamin Hardy. I just disagree with all this. It says, well, no, this I agree with, and I, but I think he's saying it's a bad thing. To be average today is to spend more than half your workday in a semi-conscious state, in and out of focus. You ride caffeine buzzes for shorter and shorter amounts. Day by day, you lower your personal standards for what you can do with your time. Yes, exactly. Right. What's wrong well, with that? I, well, this uh, this is part of the, uh, the the article, and I read this, and I was like, I, I do this every day. Yeah. To quote the article, although this may sound weird, I challenge you to take a 15-second pause while reading this article and stand up and try the following. One, clap your hands together intensely for five to ten seconds. Number two, then shake out your arms while extended fully out. Uh -huh. Then three, close your eyes, smile, and take three or four deep inhaling breaths. 
in your nose for five to 10 seconds, then slowly out of your mouth for five to 10 seconds, making the ah sound on the way out. His next question is, how are you feeling? I'll tell you how I'm feeling, like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm feeling confused. I can't follow all these directions. What did he say? What? I'm sorry. I mean, After you said the first step, I started looking at a video of a baby elephant. I, I lost track of what you were saying. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> what is he talking about? What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this whole semi-conscious state, in and out of focus, of course. That's how I go through most of my days. Just kind of in and out and not really focused on anything. And Well, I feel like, you know. man, in, during your class, when you're falling out of that peak <laughs> state, you should do the clap your hands, <laughs> right. shake yeah, your yeah. arms out, yeah. and do the, the breathing method. Yeah. Uh, to be average is to lack personal... No, I'm sorry. Let me start again. To be average is to lack purpose in your life. It is to be apathetic and to not really believe in anything with enough conviction to sacrifice for it, invest in it, and fight for it. Jeez, this guy's really judgmental about being average. I consider myself very <laughs> solidly average. I mean, what who's this guy to throw shade at me? To be average is going backwards. No, it isn't. It's to be staying right in the same spot. Right? Well, this guy, this is this is a very judgmental look. Good Lord. He, he, he's got a certain viewpoint of the world. Like, if you were, you know, he could look at an you know, an enlightened Buddhist monk and determine that that monk's life is average because he's not being, doing, having, having, being, doing, whatever that the garb he's, he's saying in this article. I mean, this is just it's ridiculous. Listen to this. This is absolutely false. There is no neutral ground. Of course there is. I live right there. What are you kidding? <laughs> the neutral it's ground. Home. It's my home. It's a vast, wide open plain of mediocrity. I'm, I'm right in there, baby. Right there. I don't take sides on anything. I don't offer strong opinions because I don't have strong opinions because I don't really care. What's wrong well, with here, this guy? Here's another one. Reach out to the right people who aren't afraid to tell you the hard truth. No, no, I no, avoid no, no. <laughs> those people. Ooh, no, no, no. I don't no, want no, no. no, I, don't I, want I live in my own world. Nobody's <laughs> piercing that bubble. No. Listen to this. You can't stand still in today's environment. It's too intense, too demanding, and the agendas are becoming increasingly transparent. Of course I can stand still. What's this? Again, what, I, I can do whatever I want. This is America. Abs freedom, baby. <laughs> Hashtag freedom. Here's another one. And this goes to uh, Manny's upcoming book, Hard in the Paint, <laughs> where he, for his seminar, you're going to not pay Matt, but you're going to invest in yourself. You're yes. buying shares of yourself. Right. So from the article, invest more. The more invested you are, the more your identity will change. Only those who are committed change. So, Matt, you should talk with this guy. This is going to help your bottom line. Benjamin Hardy? Yeah. yeah. He, he's, yeah. He's, he's preaching the gospel of hard, of in, hard the in the paint. Yeah. It's just the problem is, see, these sessions that people have with me are going to have to be very, very short because I lose focus very quickly. So, <laughs> oh, no, we're going we're gonna to have to take I mean? away your phone. You, you, we might even have to put blinders on you because your eyes are just wandering. No, no, just... no. What we need is an actor to play me. That's what we really need. Because <laughs> I, 
I honestly can't do this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what what this guy's talking about. Like, Harden the Paint sounds great when we're talking about it and laughing about it. But for me to actually, like, sit down and write this book, I mean, come on. This is just... Uh, let's see. You must make a definitive decision while in a peak state. Peak experiences are rare, exciting, oceanic, deeply moving, exhilarating, elevating... Ex- oh my god, I'm exhausted just reading this. Experiences that generate an advanced form of perceiving reality are, are even mystic and magical in their effect upon the experimenter. <laughs> this is well, like, you, what are you talking about? Here's, here's one for you, Matt, is fight for the decision you've made because no one cares about your success more than you do. Uh. That, that just uh. that just falls <laughs> flat. Falls, yeah, I don't even know what, what. I don't even know how to react to that. Most people are very disconnected from themselves. They are living in an addictive and reactive state. In those moments, in those few moments when people purposely pull themselves from their mesmerized state of unconscious, peak experiences happen. Okay. That sounds good. This is well, this is know, certainly well, advice I can practically apply to my own life. <clears throat> Dr. Hardy is a husband and father of five kids, an organizational psychologist, currently writing my next book, Personal- <laughs> Personality Isn't Permanent. Oh, okay. Always, always moving, like yep. a chameleon. Yeah, right. Most people make weak decisions from a non-peak state. What? I mean, the very notion of a peak is that it is rare. Like, there are few peaks. You know what I mean? Very few people... Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that if, you're, if I'm interacting with you, right? Human to human, and you're in a peak state, and I'm in the presence of that peak state, I might infer that you're a douchebag. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just, would you say that's a fair assessment? You mean if you're dealing with someone who is in a peak state themselves and you're not? Correct. Well, they probably come across like Tony Robbins, I assume, who's always in a peak state, meaning he's not on a peak because the whole definition of the peak is that it's a definitive point. I mean, this whole analogy is a little off. And he, he's in a peak. Uh... Tony Robbins is in a constant state of peakness so he can take your money at the tune of $5,000 a pop to hear him blather on. It says, most people make weak decisions from a non-peak state. Very few people actually truly make any real decisions at all. Most people don't have enough conviction to truly make a decision. They aren't definitive. They are dead set. The stakes aren't high enough. Instead, they are like a ship Without a sail, they go wherever life takes them. Theirs is a random and unconscious evolution. Their behaviors are reactive without much consequence. It doesn't matter if they blow several hours roaming around on the internet. Right. Yeah. Um, well, he, actually, he actually references Tony Robbins of course in the article. Does. Of course you, he does. You need to get, <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. You need to get your body moving before speaking for several hours to his audience of thousands, of which all of them are paying. He forgot to add that Tony Robbins purposely and continually puts himself into a peak state. He does this, he does by, this ju- by, <laughs> by jumping up and down, spinning around. And this is a personal favorite of Matt fist pumping, 
standing with his arms outstretched and even bouncing on a trampoline backstage. What I mean, what practical advice is there in any of this? I mean, jumping up and down, that'll definitely get your restaurant opened by jumping up and down. Like, you don't make decisions from a peak state. You make decisions when you've done your research, you've uh, you've looked at a restaurant, you've looked at a, a space, you've thought, can I afford this? Let me crunch the numbers. I'm going to take a loan out. Can I pay that back? I've also got my mortgage to pay. Is my spouse... Like, that's when you make good decisions. When you've done... No, Matt. You, no, no Matt, you jump up and down. You, you spin in circles and jump up and down. That's you when you make... Sh- you shadow box <laughs> until you're exhausted. This then is... you make that decision. This is so... I mean, there is something to be said... Like, uh, usually when I have a long block class, I will try to say, I don't do this all the time, but, you know, if we're doing something that's kind of monotonous, like I'm trying to, you know, review for SATs or we do grammar, I'll be like, all right, guys, take two minutes, get up out of your seats. What? Like, yeah, just to like get your brain, you know, get some oxygen to your brain. But th- you're not supposed to be making life decisions based on that. Like, oh my God. Well, you, well, you know, I mean, again, all of this... <clears throat> this this advice there's a foundation of truth in all of this stuff i just don't like the the delivery vehicle of it like there is something to be said like if you have a major decision to make um i will go for a walk or i'll go for a run or i'll uh you know some of my best ideas come in the shower when you know nothing else is going on or you know you meditate on it so there there's there's some truth to it, but this, you know, like if you just, and this is just one path, like you don't have to take this path. Like I'm not going to shadow box. Like if this guy tells me, all right, in order to come up with great ideas, you have to shadow box, spin and round or spin around <laughs> circles like a wild, what, what is that? Um, what is that religion? Is it the sh- Shiva or the dervish it's um middle eastern where they spin around to reach uh aesthetic states of no. do you know what i'm talking about no no i never heard of that oh see well again there is like this is this is based on they do they spin around constantly like the you know like what native americans would do to to achieve like higher states of um you know spiritual yeah. awakening they would dance all night and so so there's there's truth to this stuff this is this happened in traditions, but it's just this, this honky, like, you know, here's my book, you know, I'm selling you this, I haven't achieved anything in life and I'm selling you this, you know, this, uh, this success story. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Well, as you say, there's a kernel of truth. Like having a morning routine is, you know, I remember this, um, he was like an army colonel or something like that. He had risen quite high in the military and he gave this commencement speech that a lot of people have watched where he talks about making your bed in the morning, like get up and make your bed. Cause that, that just, he feels is, and it, there's a lot more to it than that, but it was kind of a simple way for him to communicate something to this class. He was talking to about discipline, about, you know, having your rituals, your routines. And once you have that kind of set, 
Now, again, not, you know, I would dare say if somebody is an artist, if they're a painter or something like that, they're probably not disciplined like getting up at 5 a.m. And it just doesn't kind of lend itself to that. But maybe there are artists who do that. I don't really know. Um, but this is just, again, it's like a pill. Like, this is like a pill. Jump up and down and spin around and dada, jump on a trampoline. Like, this is not... This has nothing to do with making a decision. Like this, this, I mean, this the, gets the, you the going. It gets your energy up, yes. But like, this has nothing to do with making a decision. But but the the best advice, the mo- the most authentic advice, if you want to become successful in life, whether that be monetarily, relationships, socially, whatever it is, and then you also have to take a step back and you have to define that success. Don't let someone else define that success for you. But let's say you want to, you know, you want monetary success. Look for people who have actually achieved that level of monetary success, not somebody who's selling a book, a course about achieving that, but has never achieved that state or achieved that state through the book or the course. That should be a big red flag. Number one, And then they offer the advice freely and they state it like, look, this is the way that I've done it. Here is some pointers, but just know that there are many paths. This is not the only path. Like you don't have to follow my 10 rules for success. Well, uh, yeah. And I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast or it might have been an article I was reading with one of my classes, but it was basically like there's no one size fits all. Like, it's not like you can just do everything Steve Jobs did and you're going to be Steve Jobs. Like, it, you, you can work 20 hours a day and you're not going to be as successful as Gary, well, how do you say his name, Vaynerchuk? Gary Vayner, Vaynerchuk. But yeah. also, too, it's like you could also, you know, you could also create something ridiculous like Matt's book, Hard in the Paint, yeah. and become successful. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we joke around about that, but that book, if Matt put in the time and effort, which uh, just happened. <laughs> and he wrote that book and it spoke to millions of people and they bought that book. Okay. That would be, that well, would be a success. What I need is a trampoline is basically what you, you gotta, you gotta go out and, and buy the, um, Tony Robbins, um, his his face is on the top of the trampoline, the base of the trampoline. That's what you need, and it's only for only three payments of ninety nine ninety five. I mean, how am I the, how am I supposed to write my book without a trampoline? I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta jump up and down. You know what I got uh, from my brother and sister in law for Christmas is a Garmin, which I love. It's wonderful. You know, I, I wear it for running. Tells me what my time is, tells me, it gives me a little buzz every time I've gone a mile, which is really nice. And it's great because, you know, if I'm trying to like get to five miles and it says I have like 4.75, I'm like, that's always a great motivator to like, okay, I just need to do, you know, another quarter of a mile and I'll be done. And um, it's really helped quite a bit. But, and I wear it as just kind of a watch because it tells me the time, tells me the date. And, uh, but every so often it'll just buzz and say move. Cause apparently it feels like I've been sitting still for too long. So 
I'm always tempted, no matter where I am, just to drop down and start doing push-ups. That's what I do. <laughs> or, mm. or just start jumping up and down. Because, sorry, the Garmin says I got to move. <laughs> got to move. That's move. What, well, we're we're waiting for a table. I got I got an extra thirty seconds. You can start jumping up and 30 down. Thirty push-ups. Yeah. Start stretching. Start getting. Yeah. Some, someone get on up. my back. Yeah. <laughs> get on my back. Push-ups. Come on. Yeah, kids, get on my back. You know what I like here? Listening to music that motivates you can trigger a peak state. So what are we talking? Survivor, Eye of the Tiger? That's a good one. That, that's exactly what we're talking about. That, I picture you listening to that shadow boxing. Just... Mm, 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 yep. In, in, uh, the, ba- uh, in the basement. Uh, 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 and then people are like, John, why do you have that bandage on your hand? Oh, I was going hard at it shadow boxing and I yeah, hit with, the, I hit the wall. You know, so with ro- with the rocky boxer shorts, like the early '80s, too short, and yeah. down there, yeah. And the, you know, the, the kids come down and they're embarrassed with their friends. <laughs> What's Dad doing? Yeah, is he? Is he it in just the bla- is Eye of the Tiger is blaring through the house. <laughs> is, is Dad in a peak state again? Oh God, let's get out of here. <laughs> stay, stay away from Dad. Oh, He's in another peak state. Yeah, Jeannie's like kids. Uh, your father's in another peak state. Better you, wait, you, wait you, outside. You, you're, 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 you're like I'm a drunk. Your dad's going through another stage. <laughs> is he investing in another like what book or life experience coach thing or something? Oh. Hey, does Tony Robbins have kids? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to Google it. I don't know. Can you imagine? If, can you imagine being oh. Tony Robbins' son? Oh my God! Oh Jesus! I mean, you'd want to beat him to death in his sleep with a hammer. You know what I mean? I'd love. I'd love it if his son was about three hundred pounds of fat and <laughs> just laid in a beanbag all day, played yeah, video no, he games. Does, he does. He, he has two kids. Wow. Yeah. I, I would love it if their kid was just like, F this, F you, F this whole lifestyle. I am on the couch 20 of 24 hours a day. You like that? Um, let's see. You have an environment built around you to keep Oh, no, no. His, his son. Sorry to jump in here. His son is also a motivational speaker. Of course. Of course he ja- is. Jarek Robbins. Jarek. That yeah. sounds like a Star Trek name, Jarek. His his books are Live It, all caps, Achieve Success by Living with Purpose. Yeah, they all say that, Live with Purpose. Let's see. If you make a decision to live at a higher level. Again, like this is all just amorphous non-advice to live at a higher level like what does that mean jumping around on a trampoline apparently there will naturally be lots of resistance to you living out that decision blah 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 your confidence also matches your current life if not so your life would be different right the best time to jesus you know the thing is like you just have to ultimately make a decision which involves some risk. I think you also have to be willing to uh, live with some risk. Like if you invest $50,000 in a business, there's no guarantees. That business could fail and you could lose your investment. And that could happen two or three times. And you have to, I, you know, like prepare, not by jumping on a trampoline, but you have to prepare like saving your money. 
you know, saying, okay, this is how much financial, this is how big a financial hit we can sustain. You know, I can invest $50,000 in this business. If it goes belly up, I can invest another 50000 but then that's that's it. I, I'm tapped out after that, and i got to reassess. This, this this sounds like a conversation I have with my wife every six months. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> this is how much we can afford to lose. Yeah. But, 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 and she, but, but John, we've already lost uh, our da, 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 entire da, da, da. <laughs> life savings. No, no, no. This we've is, invested it. We've invested it. We've invested it. It's going to... Okay. It's going to turn. It, everything's going to turn around. Don't worry. The economy's going to turn around. And then my wife would say, but we're in the... The, the economy's booming right now and you're failing. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, honey, that all depends on how you define success. <laughs> That's right. I, I said, you, you've got a bad attitude. Yeah, terrible. Why don't you start clapping your hands, turning around and yeah. jumping on a trampoline, now, and then come back and talk to me. What I have done to secure our financial future, I've purchased this trampoline that I'm going to <laughs> jump on every morning. Okay? Now, according to Benjamin Hardy and Tony Robbins, that will secure my financial success. Yeah, so we're, 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 It's already done. I've done. already visualized it. Yeah. It's done. We're millionaires. Here we go. This is called Be, Do, Have. Not the other way around. Oh, there we go. You you need to act consistently from the peak state that formed your decision. It needs to become who you are. Oh, man. See, here's here's the thing. Again, there's, there's a kernel of truth, right? So... So be, do, have. Like if you, if you, and again, you have to define this yourself. If you want to be happy, right? If happiness is a state that you want to be in, you have to decide to be happy. You don't do things that will predicate that happiness because those things will eventually fall away. So again, there, there's there's truth to this. And there's also, you know, you and you and I were, were shitting on this. We're, we're not we're not encouraging you not to improve yourself you should always want to strive and improve yourself okay i I mean i'm not endorsing that but that's fine for you (laughs) so go ahead (laughs) but but don't do it for something as you know silly as you know you you buy another lamborghini or you want to do x and think that's going to make you happy like if you if you're looking to achieve happiness and you think you know buying cars and material things and houses and trips and stuff are going to bring you to happiness you're going to realize the hard way that it's not i I know miserable people like seriously miserable people who have more money than you could imagine and then i also know people who make very little money that are content and very very happy yeah, and, and then you know, people I, in between. I, I mean, if if you know whatever makes you happy, like if buying a Porsche makes you happy and you really enjoy driving it, and it's a sign of your accomplishment. I mean, it's not for me. Like, I don't really care. But you know, go with God. Like, whatever. Um, but it's right in improving yourself and and all of that is, is in all seriousness, obviously you know, growing and, and having new things on the horizon. I mean, for me anyway, I would not be happy if I didn't have 
stuff on the horizon, you know, like, I don't know, doing whatever creative projects or whatever it is. But this... That, that, that would be losing, like, hope in your dreams. Like, that to me is depressing. Like, well, I can't if, imagine just, like, going to the same job for the next 40 years and you just work and you come home and, you know, you're with your family. I mean, family's very important to people, too. So, I, you know, I, I shouldn't say. Yeah, be, because you can you could then create that scenario where that individual does that. It's a dead-end job. It's zero creativity. But it allows him to go to all his kids' soccer exactly, games and baseball exactly. games. And he's, right. he's always there. And for him, that's immense joy. And well, who, who are we to judge that? Well, right? we, it's not we, for you and I, well, we but do, for him. Well, we, we do run a, a middlingly not very successful podcast. I guess that's who we are. So, which definitely puts us in a state to judge other people and their decisions. Oh, oh yeah, of course, of course we're going we're gonna to hand out judgments left and right. Well, I, I think it, it just, it, it, you know, when I, when I thought about it a little bit more, and I'll go back to like, hey, if it makes you happy and you're fulfilled, fine. Like, uh, whatever it is. But it's the people who are miserable and they just continuously do the same thing. Where it's like, okay, let me buy. And, and complain about it. And complain about it. And they don't understand why they're miserable. Or they do understand why they're miserable. And they just keep doing it because they don't have the nerve or the wherewithal or, you know. To well, that's why this, you know, the self-help change. industry is so successful. Because yes. you can go to a Tony Robbins seminar, buy one of his books, and it's an action. It's like, okay, I'm depressed. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to spend four grand and go see Tony Robbins. And then Tony Robbins is going to get up on stage. He's going to do some air punches. He's going to jump on a trampoline. He's going to spew the same crap he's been spewing. And you can check that off your list. But that's just motivation. It's up to you to actually do something. And then invariably what happens is you go to the next Tony Robbins seminar to try to get that feeling back, but not actually do anything to improve your life. Yes. And that would be definitely misusing that. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say, there are some people who have gone to see Tony Robbins and gotten something out of it. And they have made an improvement in their life for the better. Like maybe they just needed the therapy. You know, people go to therapists, they're kind of miserable. They don't feel good about their job and their family and da da da. And, you know, they go see a therapist. They talk about it. I think most of the oh, advice... I'm, I'm sure Tony Robbins has helped people. But, you know, I, you, I mean... the, the thing is, like, you have to make a change. Like, you have to you have to do something. You're not just going to feel... I guess the difference is just feeling better about trying to justify being miserable. Like, okay, well, I got to do this. I got to straggle off to work every day. I got to do this. I got to do that. Because there's no other way out. And it's like, well, there is. You're just not willing to put any effort or energy into it. So, hey, if that's what it is for you, fine. But it, as you say, it's like when people complain about it. And the, I mean, this one person I taught with, she really didn't like teaching and she went to law school. Now, I don't know how much she loves law school, but I don't keep in touch with her. But, you know, she wasn't happy doing it. So, She's trying something else. And it's like, okay, great. You know, I mean, if you're really not happy doing it, uh, you know, I find teaching enriching. I find it to be a noble profession, but it's not for everybody. So, but, you know, you know. In, 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 
the responsibility comes down to you, right? But it, there's nothing wrong with having someone help you out, no, right? No, so no, it's no. just like if you're, you know, if you want to get into shape. You know, you can go and hit the gym and you can go out and run and it can be all on you or you can have a trainer who would help you because you need that, you know, that motivation and that guidance. Either way, you know, there's going to be similar outcomes. It's just a different path and there's, there's no judgments. Now, let me give uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy a little credit here. He does say, <clears throat> uh, he talks about signing that check, taking a leap of faith making an investment in yourself. He puts signing that check in quotes because maybe he's not talking about a literal check, but then sometimes you are. I mean, you do have to go sign the paper for the loan and now you're responsible for that loan. And uh, a, a friend of mine who was on this podcast about a year and a half ago, uh, he's a police officer here, Mike, his wife uh, worked as a court reporter, really didn't like it. She opened an ice cream shop and you know, it's been there for over a year now, and that's what she's always wanted to do. She had a sideline baking for a while. That didn't really take off. So now she's doing this, and it's like, great. You know, but they, they had to sign papers. They had to take out a loan. They had to rent the space, you know, and they had to make that commitment. Now, what he is saying here is that you do take a psychological step forward so that even if it really doesn't pan out the way you thought it was going to be you know you realize it's not that that bad you know it's like okay if this goes belly up i can reassess it's not the end of the world you know nobody's going to kill you may put you in a financial hole things like that but that's why you also have to be responsible like you have to when he talks about making decisions in your peak i i think that is terrible advice i think you have to sit down and be very rational about things and almost be gloom and doom about it for a little bit and say, okay, this could happen, you know, whatever. Even like the the worst case scenario, right? We, we don't have debtor's prison anymore, right? Right. You, you, you sign the loans, you put up collateral, and if, if things go belly up, you know, you, you declare bankruptcy and, and you, you, get, you get a clean slate. Now, I'm not saying you should aim for that, but, you know, you could look at our, our president Yes. He's done a fine job of that. Built a career years. on it. But, yeah. But you, you, so you can, but it's still scary. You know, yes. you, you know, there's, there's social stigma against uh, bankruptcy and, you know, losing all your money, but you're, you're not going to end up, you're not doing anything illegal. You're not going to, you're not facing no. a 20 year sentence. No, no. I mean, you know, I've declared bank, well, I'm on my what, sixth? I don't know which one are you on. Yes, yeah, in the bankruptcy <laughs> court, they're like, hey, Matt, Matt, Matt's in again. <laughs> Another clean slate. <laughs> And then, and then another big idea. Another here we go. This one, this one's going to be the big one. Now, I would not recommend plowing your life savings into an independent film. That is something I would, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I would strongly or a documentary. You really I did, should not do that. I did work for a guy. It was his his dream, man. He took out a second mortgage on his house, and he wanted to write and direct this thing for about a hundred thousand dollars, and. uh he was a good guy, you know. I don't know whatever happened to the film, but I was like, you know, he he was it was a small crew and everything and and he was just he's like I've always wanted to do this and I thought, well, I'm going to do it. And I was like, good for you, you know. I I hope it works out, you know, and maybe I I don't think it, you know, knocked it out of the park. I never heard. 
But, you know, sometimes if it's like, man, I'm going to feel terrible 10 years from now if I don't do this. It's like, okay, well, then there you go. It's, you know, I don't know what his financial situation was or anything, but. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that that ended badly. Yeah, but, you know, again, I don't, his family probably didn't end up in a homeless shelter or whatever, so. But, uh, all right, well, I guess um, in our roundabout way, maybe we gave some food for thought there. Probably not, I guess. I, th- I think we made you think. Yeah, not in a good maybe. way, probably. <laughs> we, mo- we moved the, ne- the needle slightly. <laughs> You're thinking, why, why did I invest time in this podcast <laughs> get nothing out of it? Um, well, listen, it'll all come together uh once you read hard in the paint okay it'll all come together well not not the actual book well seminars and the e-courses then it will start to come together but it's really part one of a part 30 series of matt trying to siphon as much cash out of your pocket (laughs) as possible well they're going to be what i call instagram seminars they'll be on there (laughs) okay you can tune in there (laughs) little facebook you know when i have time when i'm not watching a netflix series or something like that i love how benjamin hardy puts his little plug in here the decisions i've made were too clear and too powerful to not have the right people around me because I know I couldn't have done it without them. For example, I made the decision in late 2016 to write a book on a very, very different level than the norm. I ended up getting a six-figure contract for that book. Yeah, good for you, Benjamin. Hey, congrats. (laughs) Congrats. However, I knew that in order for that book to be what I wanted it to be, I'd need to invest basically the entire advance back into the book. All right. Well, that's okay. see. I, w- I want to talk with his wife about him and his peak states and his kids. <laughs> how, how do the hell he feel about dad's peak states? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it, you always want to hear sort of the other side. Like this is obviously a snapshot, and it, you know, uh, most of it is the positive side about all of this. But uh, yeah, I, well, I you know it, it's, it is kind it's of like, judgmental. Sorry to cut you off. It's like when um, that famous video when Ted Cruz tried to hug and kiss his daughter. Did you see that? No. Oh, you got to Google it. She oh. she eventually brushes him off and shoots him a glare like, "Dad, do not touch me." Wow. And he he's doing it in front of the cameras and he's forcing it and like looking at the camera to see if the oh. camera's catching it. Oh. So brutal. How old is she? I th- she's like a teenager, I think. Oh Jesus, that's. <laughs> That, clearly that is, not a, clearly not Cruz. a good relationship. That is Ted Cruz all over. Like he could care less about the truth, or right? it's all just the veneer. What Sm- is, smoke and mirrors. John Boehner called him Satan incarnate. <laughs> 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 and coming from John Boehner, that's quite a statement. Quite a statement. That is. All that right, is. folks. I want you to get on the trampoline. I want you to twist, jump fist bump jump off that trampoline and take it hard in the paint come on and just when you're spinning around just steer clear of any sharp edges because you will faint and fall at some point yeah same thing with the trampoline keep it safe and as matt said you know harden the paint redline it you're always redline it always redline it yeah 
You should always be living in that peak state, just like Tony Robbins and Benjamin Hardy. All right, folks, thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll get back at you during the week. All right, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.